0: Welcome to the Man on the Post weekend review. We're back from our Christmas break. Um, even though it did seem to be the weekend we missed, was probably one of the most interesting weeks in, in the Premier League. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it. Like the, the one, the, I've missed two shows since I came on board, and both of those shows, Man City, have lost. Strangely. Um, um, joining me, my name's Chris, uh, and joining me as always is Dave Black. How are you, sir?
1: I'm very well, thank you.
0: Good Christmas break.
1: Uh, yes, it's just and gone really,
0: really quickly. It's so I don't, I'm not really a Christmassy sort of person at all, but it really hasn't felt like Christmas at all this year.
1: It's just gone in an instant. Um, we, I know it's like a cliche. All British people say this: like we can't believe it's Christmas, and then we can't believe it's gone so quickly. But mm. like it really does seem to have just gone over in a, in a blink this year.
0: Yeah, uh, but the Premier League has been here up throughout all the Christmas as well, and it's been quite an interesting uh, Christmas period. Uh, me and Dave have been speaking for weeks about how like this is the you know the the busy end of the season where games come thick and fast, and it's it's thrown up some interesting results. Unfortunately, they were all at times when we weren't recording. Um, so we'll go straight into this weekend's games: um, Brighton versus Everton. It's the first game I've got on my list. Um, Talking of interesting Christmas periods, you could say Everton are a team that have definitely had one of those, um, and th- that con- uh, continued this weekend with them losing one nil to Brighton.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit, as you say, it's been a strange time for Everton, having shipped sixth uh, the weekend just before Christmas, and then winning five one away. Uh, so this was always going to be kind of like a which result was the was, was the real Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really disappointed, they, to be honest. I thought. You know, with Brighton missing uh, Matt Ryan, who's we've we talked before about how he makes about like, 20 saves a game, mm-hmm. uh, I really thought they'd at least score at, uh, at, at Brighton. But uh, other than the odd flurry here and there, it's really a typical Brighton home game where they nicked a goal and that was that.
0: Yeah, i say um, Brighton seem to be bringing Murray in, in and out of the team. Um, uh, rec- their record signing, Lacadia, or lacardo or whatever you say it, uh, scored his second goal for the club. Unfortunately, his first goal was in the terrible game on Boxing Day against Arsenal. <laughs> um, it took a bit of a fortunate deflection, but strange cons- considering, yeah, Everton shipped a few goals against Spurs last week, but they scored, was it 6-2 in the end it was? It was, wasn't it 6-2? Uh, yes, yeah, it was, yeah. And then they scored five on Boxing Day, but from what I saw of this game, they didn't look like they had anything up front at all.
1: No, I say they had the. I think Richardson had one blocked on the line. Uh, maybe did he hit the post as well?
0: Yeah, he had um, yeah, one saved onto the post at the end, and Zuma hit the
1: bar. But it shouldn't just be down to him, as you say. They've got you know Sigurdsson, Bernard, our, our friend Theo Walcott, mm-hmm. um, plenty of attacking players um, capable of, of you know causing problems. Um, but they just can't see enough string results together at the minute. Uh, and you know it's quite fitting that the tenth right back in the middle of a. A six-two
0: loss and a five-one win. That's it. They they dropped Sigurdsson to the bench for this game. Uh, whether they thought Brighton were going to be an easy touch or not, I don't know. But I say, with games coming thick and fast, it was probably like a lot of clubs have done—probably like rotating their squad a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, there was. I say you said a lot of people worried when um, Matt Ryan was going to be away. Uh, Button came in. He looked a bit shaky earlier on, um, but he had a pretty good game all in all. He
1: seems to have the same thing as Matt Ryan, where he's just got sort a of magnet for the ball, hitting him like even when he he just seems to be in the right place, at the right time, which seems like a, an obvious thing to say about a goalkeeper. But uh, Matt Ryan, <laughs> we've talked about Brighton before and how much luck they seem to carry, like in their own six-yard box, like things sticking to the keeper or just hitting them, and you know that kind of thing. And obviously, two cent and a half who so would rather die than concede on some occasions. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, they're, they're they're a force at home, Brighton, because they just know how to grind out results mm. Glenn Murray or not and um, the Cardia for all I mean I've slated him before I, I don't think he's had a particularly good time to move in England but as you say that's now 2-2 two two.
0: Yeah. I say Andoni again looked quite a handful um, you know he doesn't look like a striker who's going to score many goals but I think I think if he played in like a four-four-two, mm. he, he could. I think he could probably do quite well very similar to like a, a player we'll come on to in a little bit him at Wolves
1: oh yes yeah, but what I find, about Brighton is uh, like Anthony Knockart or Can how you say his name? He was probably the he was the best player in the championship of the year uh, that came up, mm-hmm. and he's just barely made a a scratch on the service in the Premier League. Like he he seems to go missing for weeks, months on end.
0: You you see that with some players, don't know that they they have that. You know, they do really well in in the Championship and then just they can't make the step up. Uh, Vidra is probably the the best example Mm. of it. Uh, Set the the Championship on fire at multiple clubs. Has had multiple attempts at the Premier League and just has has never done it.
1: Yeah. Oh, well.
0: Uh, On to other games then. Uh, A slightly more interesting game then we'll go on to. So, we we spoke about Jimenez. Uh, Tottenham uh, losing uh, 3-1 at home to Wolves. Well, we'll say at home, but... (laughs) In, again, Tottenham, another one. They've been on a great run of form recently. At a time when I think we've spoke about, we expected them to stutter. I didn't expect them to get through to like the last game of the year um, and get a result like this. You know, I think they've won five out of seven, five out of six games going into this. Uh, batted Everton last week and looked fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, Wolves just—they they look like a completely different team. Tottenham and Wolves just ran through them in the, in the, the end of the game.
1: I mean, Tottenham's title challenge lasted, what, three, four days this yeah, time?
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think Harry Kane said afterwards they were a bit jaded, a bit tired. Um, yes, I guess they probably are, but it's their own fault for not rotating the team. Like, All right, I didn't buy anybody last, uh, last summer, but it's not like they've got no players available. They've got plenty of players they could have brought in. Um, and, you know, Wolves haven't exactly got the biggest squad in the world, but... Uh, they just look fresher, um, and your boy Jimenez, as you mentioned before, he's a very strange striker, isn't he? That like you don't, you don't see him as, as being like a porter of goals, but he just seems to, uh, seems to find a way, like, I mean, again, Lloris probably should have saved his yeah, effort. Pretty much. But, uh, the Wolves have, after I wrote them off just to, to the start of December that they wouldn't fancy the cold weather, they've really come again at, mm-hmm. uh, well, they're now seventh, Um it's uh, I mean fair play to them because uh, I say I, I thought people would suss them out, but uh, they've found a way to to get the likes of Costa and Cavallero and uh, Jota before he got injured onto the into goals, which they hadn't really managed beforehand. Um, so fair, fair play to Nuno. He's uh, he's done a he's done a great job of going again after a great start and then a bit of a stutter.
0: Yeah, they, they kind of set their team out differently as well. at I noticed this game. So they, uh, a player I spoke about a few weeks ago. They bought in Dendonka, mm. uh, who started, and they've been rotating a few of their midfields as well. Um, but they bought him in, uh, which to me looks like they were trying to add a bit of steel in the midfield because obviously Spurs have got like your alleys your Ericssons, I won't say your Sissoko's. Um, <laughs> so I think they were. I think originally Wolves were looking to stifle that creativity in the midfield, but then as Spurs lagged and lagged, they. They bought on like uh, Moutinho, uh, Gibbs White, and that's when they just literally were, were ghosting through them. It was it was kind of similar to the, the game at Molyneux about a month ago or so when uh, yeah. when Spurs were raced into a lead and then Wolves. If that game had gone on five minutes longer, I generally think Wolves would have either got a point or possibly won it because they they were just steaming through them. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, Harry Kane being booked for diving—it's quite interesting.
1: Yeah, getting an MBE one day and getting, getting booked for Dive diving the next has been quite the quite the Christmas for Harry Kane. Hasn't
0: it? <laughs> um, I say it was another, another, uh, another late comeback. Although, interestingly, we say that Spurs' title chances are out the window as well. Because uh, it, it's obviously that time of year, we're halfway through the season now, where uh, websites and outlets do their uh, how compared to this season to last season. Spurs are actually 11 points better off this season than they were last year. That's That's a considerable difference.
1: It is, considering they've lost five games, is it now? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm struggling to remember. They must have had a very poor start last season, I guess.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't think they've had any draws. Well, I, don't think, they've, I think they've had a couple now, but I know at one point they basically won or lost games only.
1: Oh, they... Um, I'm starting to think last season they had all that bother at the start of it, being at Wembley, didn't they? Yeah, Where they yeah. not Where they couldn't string results together. Um, well, I guess that makes sense. but um, Tottenham... Other than that six two win and obviously the five and over Bournemouth, those two results really stand out. Obviously for mm-hmm. for the margin of victory, but they've uh, kind of snuck through a lot of games, haven't they? Okay, um,
0: they steamrolled at the Chelsea. Uh,
1: yes, that's right. true. But I mean, how much of that was down to Chelsea's inability to defend? I
0: suppose yeah, we'll, we'll come on to <laughs> Chelsea surely as well. But um, but yeah, they had a late penalty shoot. I suppose uh, with a uh, on um uh, It's one of them you see given. Mm. Um, but I don't want to talk about penalties that you usually see given and not given um, <laughs> uh, but yeah I say Wolves are more of an attacking threat going forward I, um, do you think Tottenham will uh, strengthen in January?
1: Uh, I'm just not sure they've got the money I get, every time you see the, the um, predictions about how much this stadium's cost it seems to be getting pricier and pricier mm-hmm. it's, getting, um,
0: it's getting further and further away isn't it as well
1: <laughs> it is but some of it's very, very unnecessary for a football club. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, does a football club need a bakery on site? Like, it doesn't seem right—the type of thing they would need.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it's just, it's a strange situation for them. But uh, I say we've said a few a few times this season, Spurs look tired, and then they've gone on a great run. Um, but but what, what do you buy? At some point.
1: But what what do you buy if you if you're Tottenham's manager? Like, you've got basically a team of like nine out of tens with the odd ten thrown in there. Like it's quite a hard squad to buy into. Um, mm,
0: I'd definitely go and buy another quality striker, at least.
1: But who are you going to buy? Who's like happy to come and sit on the bench, essentially? Because yeah, we've said before, like Harry Kane's like Daryl Strawberry in that Simpsons episode where the <laughs> baseball team turn up. Like everyone else gets a rest, but Harry Kane's always there. He's always ready to play. Always wants to play. He's greedy for goals, etc., etc. Like Fernando Lorente is already there, and he just sits watching. Like he's got he's the he's the best paid fan in the world.
0: That's it. So they're losing Son for a bit as well aren't they he's also on Asian uh, cup duty um, and and he's been quite creative for me it's interesting Like I remember a few weeks ago I said I'd like to see uh, the team without Ericsson when he was playing well and then he had a dip in form and they were playing alright without him he's come back in and he's been over Christmas he's been fantastic apart from yesterday but I they are hot and cold, and it is pretty much the same eleven, unless you're a fullback at Spurs, because they get <laughs> rested every week. Like I think um, Walker Peters played was it was it the Everton game he played in.
1: He I played had... against um, when they won five nil, no, and he got like three assists in the first half.
0: Yeah, he had a fantastic game, and then he, oh, here, come, here comes Kieran Trippier with his terrible haircut <laughs> and non-crossing ability. Ah,
1: uh, it's. it's... It's strange, but they've had a lot of injuries, obviously, with Tongan being out. Sanchez has missed quite a few, I think he missed a couple of months. Uh, this foist character come in and been good in some games and given away penalties in others. And I don't know, like, Tottenham, without selling players, I don't see how they can really buy someone.
0: Yeah. It, like it's, I, I think it'll be difficult as well because there's still there's talk of Pochettino, isn't there? Whether he'll be there. Now, Man United are after him and Real Madrid are after him. You know, do you buy a player in January? Will they be thinking, "Well, are you going to be here in the summer?" You know, and then where does that leave me?
1: What, are, uh, what obviously as an Arsenal fan, what do you think of Pochettino and the thought of him going somewhere like a Man United or a Real Madrid? Bearing in mind, hasn't yet to win anything really as a manager. I would love
0: him to leave Tottenham. I think he's the best manager I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And okay, yes, he hasn't won anything, um, but he's done all right. Um, and I'd like to see him at a club without the handcuffs because it's blatantly clear that as Tottenham manager, you work with restrictions. I, I, yeah. I would be very interested to see what he is like if he went to, maybe not Real Madrid, because I'm pretty sure me or you could turn up at Real Madrid and knock up a few results. Um, but Tell, yeah.
1: t- tell Lopatoggi that he... Yeah. Uh... He's accepting the exception of the rule, really. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I'd, I'd be interested just to, to, for him to go into a club where he could put his own stamp on it and stuff like Because he's done that at Spurs; he's bought his own players, and you can tell they're his own players. Um, but obviously, he's had to buy cheap players, if you know what I mean. Mm. Apart from yeah. Um and look how that turned out. But you know, he's wor- he's working to a budget. Um, he, he, he seems like he knows what he's doing. Like, I've I've seen uh, interviews with him, like where he's like. Not like you stuffy behind the microphone interviews, but very casual interviews. Uh, he seems passionate about the game. He he was a defender when he played as mm. well, so he, he you know he you tend to find defenders make better managers sometimes because like, they see the game differently. Um, but yeah, I, I'd have him at the Emirates. Well, that, 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 sure. that, that, that says a lot. So <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, let's let's hope he goes somewhere. Um, right on to Saturday's other games. Then oh god, what which cracker do I choose from next? Uh, Leicester-Cardiff not really much to say about this uh, one of two games I believe that featured a last, last minute winner um, again another team with up and down Christmases though Leicester have beaten Manchester City and Chelsea this week and then lose to Cardiff at home
1: yeah so just to recap Christmas for them we woke up on the morning of the 20th of December with reports that Claude Puel was going to lose his job etc cetera, etc cetera. they then went to Stamford Bridge and won <laughs> they then beat Man City at home and then now he's nice and relaxed they lose at home to Cardiff yeah it, it's,
0: it's strange <laughs> isn't it? every time his job's been in danger they pull
1: the result out oh it's incredible but his job's always kind of in danger like I get the impression that Sagam tomorrow. if if, like, if he lost I don't know let's say they lose in the FA Cup third round. I don't know who they've got but let's say they lose to like a lower league team um, they, I think they're just waiting for an excuse to sag him like
0: I think the they're ch- waiting for
1: someone to become available, though, to replace him with. Well, I mean, I don't know who they would get. Uh, they sort of plucked Ranieri from uh, obscurity a mm. few years ago. Um, so who really knows what pond they're fishing when it comes to picking managers, but uh, there's this just a very strange team. Like, the best players is obviously Vardy, who doesn't fit in the system for well players. It's more patient. It's not as get the ball over the top to him to run on to. Um, James Madison... We've talked about before, he started the season very, very well. He seems to have tailed off a bit and not, not that's not helped by that, mi- missing penalties.
0: I I I'd argue he's their, be- he's their best player now. He, from, what, well, from, what, the, the, from what the highlights showed in this game, he ran the show oh, thought yeah. missed the
1: penalty. For the system they're playing, he's absolutely their best player at the moment. I think if you just played to everyone's strengths, Vardy is Leicester City really. Um, now, you know Vardy's getting on a bit I think he must be 31-32 now yeah. so you know I can't really blame Powell for looking for alternative ways to play because I wouldn't have thought that pace is going to last forever um, but they have no one else like if they I, I, I has been a huge waste of money from, as far as I can see yeah pretty much um, <laughs> which is strange because I thought he was he had a bit about him when he was at Man City yeah, but I suppose fan- he was
0: fantastic at certain
1: when he playing with De Bruyne and David Silva as opposed to, Mark Albrighton and, I don't know, Damari Gray. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but um, but they, were un- they should really have won this yesterday. They had enough chances to win it. Uh-huh. And then they got the old sucker punch in injury time. What a goal it was, though.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic finish from uh, Camarasa. Is that how you say yeah.
1: it? Ah, that sounds right.
0: There's talk of him being recalled by Betis or another club coming in inside because he's only on loan, isn't he? Uh, yeah,
1: I heard Warnock say after the game that he he was stuck with them until the summer. Um, but as we know, players, agents, money can talk. Like I don't know how binding that contract is, but you know, as as a fellow relegation struggler, I hope he leaves tomorrow. Like <laughs> he, he seems to be their best player by far in terms of like technical ability and mm-hmm. you know not being Saul So yeah, although
0: Bamba did have
1: a good game. Which he- oh, he was he just threw himself in front of everything. Yeah. That, that pen clearance after the pen got saved, fair play to him. Like, yeah, he yeah. m- moves well for a big fella.
0: And Effridge like, again coming to Cardiff's uh, rescue. Like Some great saves again. He, he's probably one of the busiest goalkeepers in the league. though. Was
1: that, was that his third penalty save of the season?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Uh, well, fair play. Like, he was meant to be going off the Asian Cup, wasn't he? But the... Uh, the Philippines decided not to take him for some reason. I can't believe the Philippines have got two better goalkeepers than him.
0: I imagine Neil Walnut made an a angry phone call to somebody.
1: Well, uh, S- well, Sven's their manager, so, I mean, all better ah, off. Ah,
0: because I wondered, I wondered, because I, I was only like, flicking through match of the day, um, and I heard them say, oh, Sven's done you a favour, and I was mm. thinking... Because at the time they were talking about Camaraska as well, and I'm thinking, Sven's not uh, like Betis manager now, is he? He hasn't, he hasn't loaned <laughs> him out or something. I'm no, like, oh, he's I got, gone,
1: like for, got, gone for the old more money, less effort, opportunity of managing the Philippines. So uh,
0: The only yeah. other talking point I can think about from this game was, uh, well, two actually. One, it was Cardiff's first away in the Premier League. Um, and Harry Arter, back to his normal tackling over the ankle.
1: Uh, I, I hate Harry Arter, like... He's just an awful human, isn't he? Like, he's just—he's just a dick. The, th-
0: the thing is, when he was at Bournemouth, he, i don't think he was this bad.
1: No, but he was playing for a little old Bournemouth then, and everyone loved loved Bournemouth when they first came up, and they were so plucky and you know, etc. etc. And then he's gone to Cardiff, managed by Neil Warnock, who mm, most people can take or leave. In a team that sends themselves out to kick, fundamentally.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: So I think it's shithouse house really we gets pulled up a lot more. But yeah.
0: So on to the other game where there was late drama. Although I think there's late drama in all of the ones. Uh, Fulham uh, coming away 1-0 winners against Hun- Huddersfield. Uh, keeping another clean sheet. Uh, I think it's their second uh, at the moment. Um, a la- again, a missed penalty. It's almost copycat uh, from the last game, this is. Uh, sorry, Dave, but uh, Mitrovic scoring the winner.
1: Yeah, he took a goal well. He should have taken the pen by the sounds mm-hmm. of things. He looked like he was the penalty man um, but uh, Kam- Kamara, well I think Ranieri said he wanted to kill him and call him a disgrace so <laughs> I w- wouldn't expect him to be playing next week but uh, he, t- he took his goal well Mitrovic and uh, he's had a bit of a barren spell I think that was his first goal since the end of November I think um, but he's, if they're going to stay up he's going to be the man who gets them the goals he, uh, he, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve and when you're down there, you know that can be useful. He seems to have curbed his uh, his pointless red cards now, which is obviously yeah. going to help help them a bit. But uh, fair play to them, they uh, they kept going after missing the pen as well, and uh, it's given them a real chance. They're only what a point outside the uh seventeenth now. So yeah,
0: yeah so it's, in, it's interesting. Like I said, that Fulham kept a clean sheet, which for them is an achievement. But Huddersfield do not look like scoring. <laughs>
1: think Huddersfield have got to be red-hot favourites to go down um, yeah. not only at the bottom but they're now five essentially six points from safety with the goal difference um, and as well like a lot of the clubs down there have or will end up changing their manager at some point to try and save themselves I'm not really sure Huddersfield will I think they uh, they are a bit in love with uh, with Wagner and uh, mm-hmm. you know he's done tremendously well to get them to the league in the first place to keep them up even better but I can't see them binning him mainly because I don't think they'll get anyone better
0: yeah, although I think they might, because there's a lot been a lot of interest in David Wagner hmm. in recent seasons. I imagine if some another club was to come sniffing around, they might be like, "Go," you know what I mean? But
1: well, funnily enough, we're just talking about Leicester. There, they were heavily credited with an interest in him last summer. I think it was, um, but I can't imagine he would leave them for another Premier League club whilst they're still in with a chance of staying up. I think it's. Okay. I think he would. I think it's a slap in the face. But... I, I
0: suppose it depends though, because you don't know what. Like, I'm guessing he's buying the players at Huddersfield, because Huddersfield is one of these clubs where you don't hear about the the, the board and stuff like that. So you're presuming he's making all the decisions, he's choosing his players. But yeah. I can't. I imagine he would get more backing somewhere like Leicester, if you know what I mean. He'd be another manager. It'd be interesting to see him at another club. Uh, but then again, you look what happens with you know Marco Silva, you know
1: yeah see as you said to sort of go full circle with this like, he's obviously having to manage within reason of what Huddersfield can achieve and they play quite a almost lethargic game where they have a lot of possession without ever creating anything um, they play big strikers but don't really cross balls in the box which to me has always seemed a bit strange mm-hmm. um, but if that's all he can get then you know that's all he's got to deal with but whether that would translate into another club or not, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those where he needs to be at a small club and he needs to have his back against the wall and then they can you know, counter-attack. Um, he's never really been in a position in Huddersfield where they expect him to make the running.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. So they don't, as you say, like, they don't seem to have players who fit the way they want to play. Uh, I know they've been uh, heavily linked with uh, Dominic Solanke in in mm. in January, there's talk of him going out on loan. Um, there was some talk in, in the WhatsApp group that we've got where, like, because Palace are in for him as well, um, we were discussing. I I personally think he'd be better off going somewhere like Palace, um, but he could make it. He could go somewhere like I just feel and make a difference.
1: Well, the thing is, Klopp's good mate of actors, isn't he? So mm. if he, if he can loan him a player to help him out, then I'm sure he will. But yeah. uh, whether it comes down like that, I don't know. But uh, I mean, Dominic Slanky is another one who he's never really had a run. In a mm-hmm. team um, Anywhere really I yeah, can't no,
0: no. no he
1: hasn't But he's looked More than reasonable In his appearances For like England under 21s yeah. And the, the odd Premier League appearance He's made for Liverpool um, So I'd like to see him Get a run somewhere mm-hmm. um, But Who's going to take that chance If you're down at the bottom Of the league Do you really take a chance On a, a Relatively unproven striker
0: you know what you think is he comes from a bit. He's coming from Liverpool, and he? he's 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 yeah. played at Chelsea. He's international experience. He's he's it's a, it's a boost just to say look, we get we've got a player from Liverpool coming in mm. and stuff like that. I suppose
1: Well, I suppose you got to, if you go back maybe seven or eight years, Daniel Sturridge was coming through. Mm-hmm. went went on loan to Bolton, who I think were probably struggling at the time or certainly bottom half side. Yeah, he yeah. did really well. Yeah, when it,
0: Bolton uh... had a, a habit of doing that. We loaned them Jack Wilshire when he no, was yeah. breaking through and he did really well up there as well.
1: So, I suppose everyone's got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, definitely. Right, two games left for the Saturday. I think I'll go with your boys first. Um, mm. Watford, uh, at home to Newcastle. Um, Newcastle, uh, it was a 1-1 draw. But uh, before the game, uh, well, this week, I suppose, uh, Rafa Benitez has basically written off Newcastle as um, relegation favourites, saying it'll be a miracle if they stay up. Um, I'd be interesting to get your thoughts on that, Dave.
1: Um he's always playing down what he's got. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really surprised to hear him say he said this earlier in the season as well. Um on the one hand, Christ, it's so negative, like is he saying it because he believes it or is he saying it to try and put pressure on Mike Ashton, to give him some money in January? Um I think it's probably somewhere in between I, I think he he's always trying to make out like Everything we do is a, is a is a miracle if it comes off, mm-hmm. um, which takes the pressure off him in many ways because yeah, yeah, yeah. If, we stay, if we stay up, you know oh, how have we done that, and if we go down, it's like well I told you so. Um, I don't happen to think I don't think we have one of the worst three teams in the league. I don't think we're particularly good, but I think there's at least three teams worse than us, certainly player for player. Um, we I've talked before about how. I find it a bit odd that he says things like this sometimes about his own players where he's basically said that the players aren't good enough and I'm not really sure how that would make me feel as a player if I was being told I wasn't good enough but if they know it's all part of the game fair enough. Um, it certainly doesn't seem to be affecting us too badly on the field. Um, it's not like we're being ruled over every week. I know Liverpool gave us a bit of a hiding but I think we kind of gave up on that game as you could see by leaving the likes of Rondon out for the whole game and just Mm -hmm. focused on this Watford game Um, and it nearly worked we were very very good for the most part it was our typical away performance Uh, we we nick a goal we're organised we try and counter attack and then bloody John Joe Shelby doesn't track a runner and it's one each with 10 minutes to go and it's a shame but Mm -hmm. I had to take the point beforehand I suppose
0: I say yeah, Newcastle looked really good. You know, they um it was typical Rondon goal, uh, you know, a great ball over for Matt Ritchie. Yeah, um, he's, he, he's
1: he's good Rondon. He's, uh, he's we're a much better team with him in it. Um a lot of people weren't happy when he came in to essentially replace Dwight Gale, but um for the way we play he is a total upgrade on Dwight Gale.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Decoray coming off the bench though because uh, it was the first game he'd missed not starting in the season and apparently that's because he's been linked with a move to PSG um, interesting. I,
1: I, I just assumed it was because it was you know, another game in a short period of time and they just rotated their team but Master day seemed to make out that it was because of this interest that he'd been left out but yeah. I, shoot, it doesn't make any sense um, I was pleased though to see him being left out um, Troy Deeney who's typically given us a lot of problems was a sub as well and um, so I was quite pleased when the when the teams were announced, but uh, just a shame we couldn't quite take advantage.
0: Yeah, Decoro though could have nicked it at the end.
1: Yes, he could have done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was offside though, but the flag didn't go up. But that was a terrible miss. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, as you say, Newcastle. Yeah, from what I saw, looked really good, and yeah, they just switched off for the equaliser. So...
1: Yeah, the, the the problem is our run of games now is hideous. We've got. Man United, and then uh, after the FA Cup, it's Chelsea, and then it's, I think it's Cardiff, but then it's back to Man City. It's not a good January. Um, so we need some good news to come. But um, on the subject of Watford, we've talked about Wolves, Leicester, Watford, Everton now. Mm-hmm. From all, we're over halfway through the season. You've seen those four teams. I suppose you can include West Ham and Bournemouth in that as well. Who would you pick to be seventh, based on everything you've seen so far?
0: Oh, God tough one. Uh, I'm probably not going to say Watford because they're too inconsistent, and I think you could aim the same thing at Everton. Um, I'd say it might be out of West Ham and Wolves, you know. But they, they're they the, the better footballing teams, I think, out of that group. Mm. Bournemouth, Bournemouth are up there, but they seem to have reached their limit now. They they seem to have just been going backwards.
1: Well, Bournemouth are back to having a reasonable fixed list. The, the, the problem with Bournemouth is they played all the the bad teams if you will, near the start of the season and then had a, a tough run just now um, so I'd expect them to pick up really after uh, after the, in, in the start of the new year but they've lost all the defenders as well and obviously we'll come on to their game later on but they've, they've just they've lost Francis for the season and I think Atke went off injured today and it's yeah. probably a bit of a concern for them but West Ham had a good run um, obviously lost today again we'll come on to that but it's just, it's, every time a team looks like they're gonna, you know, nail down seventh place, they seem to are totally shit it and, uh, end up in Bournemouth's position almost where you lose a couple on the bounce. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna be sort of the best of the rest yeah. and get that. Probably European place.
0: I think it's interesting overall, though, like we say, we're at the halfway point now, and I've got a question written down here that I was going to ask at some point, I just didn't know when to get it in, but look, looking at the whole league, like so we've talked about the, the, those teams in around the middle for the, the best of the rest, um, you could argue all of them defensively have their, naiv- their naiveties, but then um, mm. I'd probably make the argument that I don't think there's, I personally, shout me down if you think i am wrong, I don't think there's a good defence in the whole of the Premier League this season. Yes, people, before you say Liverpool, I think if you take Virgil van Dijk out of that defence, they're a completely different
1: team. Uh, well, yeah. I think if you take anyone's best defender out, it's going to make a difference. I yeah. think the, th- the thing is with van Dijk is that it's easy to, to say how good he is because he can kind of remember when he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the statistics are that he, throughout this year, since he's been there, they've been so much better defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, outside that, though, I'm, I tend to agree with you. Um Man City, yeah. for, all, for all they play great football, it can be got at as as it's been seen. Tottenham, who you know generally had a pretty solid back four with Vertonghen and uh, and Aldevarald, they haven't really been at it as a partnership due to injury and various other reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea we will come on to them. I, I I don't like the way they set up again. We'll come on to that. Uh, Arsenal.
0: We're less, we're,
1: yeah. yeah. Mm. Push over there. <laughs> uh Man United, no chance, and then you're into the rest and ironically thought the best unit out of those defense, out of those teams is uh you're looking at like a brain, really. Yeah,
0: that's um, really easy really strange, I thought about like watching watching match of the day like that. I was just thinking like do like mad like stupid defensive errors in practically every game. <laughs> and I'm just like this it's the Premier League and like it's, don't get me wrong, attacking the the Especially some of the earlier in the season, some of the teams who were struggling to score, that much like Southampton, that we will come on to, um, doing much better. Uh, obviously, you've still got like your Huddersfields and that lot in there. But yeah, defensively, like the, I've been so surprised by the lack of great defensive performances. And I know the Premier League is, I suppose, isn't always known for it, but the amount of like top six teams like who have built from the back. It's it's as if that Liverpool are the only ones doing it at the moment, and they haven't quite got it yet. But they a lot. They, I, I would say they are closer than anyone else.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's kind of been a, t- a change over the last five or six years, hasn't it? From um, all the big games you used to always finish nil nil or one nil, mm-hmm. and now you more more often than not get a bit of a high scoring affair. I think there's been a, a definite move away from the sort of Mourinho days of uh, park on the bus.
0: So, okay, I've avoided speaking about it as much as I can. But while we're talking about terrible defences... <laughs> the final Saturday game. Oh, right. I've composed myself. I was so angry yesterday. Uh, Liverpool against Arsenal. Um, Liverpool come like five-one winners. I never thought I'd have to say that. Um, oh, God, there is so much. You, Dave, you might as well go and get a drink or something. <laughs> I have got so much to rant about. Um First things first, there is no hiding the fact that Arsenal were pathetic defensively, absolutely pathetic. And it is—I can say one thing: we are consistent because Licksteiner has been fucking terrible all throughout Christmas. Um, oh, he, he drives me insane. I don't know what he does. I, I don't know. I don't know what position he was playing. Um, He he was awful. And you know the funny thing is there's been a lot of talk that they brought him into the club because he'd been influenced on some of the younger players. I think he's a really nice guy. Like he's always helpful and stuff like that. And he goes on the pitch and he just plays like an angry lunatic.
1: It he, he does look like a very angry man yeah. he uh he doesn't he doesn 't agree with anything
0: yeah and it, it's weird because all the talk in the club is oh he's been a great influence he 's the nicest man in the world, and i 'm thinking <laughs> who's going on the pitch then because that 's not him, <laughs> he moans about everything, and like yeah our, our defense has been terrible for for a long time now, and we have looked improved and stuff like that um. But Liverpool made us look stupid. And I'm going to be controversial here, probably. I don't think Liverpool played that well. At all. No,
1: I think you're right. I think they, um, obviously, they were gifted the equaliser. And then your lads decided just to light up Fabino's feet for the second goal. And then they didn't have to play particularly well. That's probably what's yeah, most disappointing in my yeah. point of view. They, they, they were gifted a couple of goals. And obviously, the, the two penalties were... Uh, Questionable. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> And uh, I can remember the oh yes the the long ball that was knocked across the box like mm-hmm. very very naive goals like yes. uh, we've talked about how Arsenal can't defend but it's just it's, it's honestly it's like you've picked the three worst defenders you can find from reasonable clubs around Europe and put them all together with a goalkeeper who sometimes can't catch but sometimes is quite good and then put an idiot in front of them in Granit Xhaka, and then you've got a reasonable attack. But just how bad that defence is, it, I can't explain it.
0: Yeah, it, 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 the thing is, all of the players you've mentioned, barring Lichtsteiner, all of the players you've mentioned have been good this season. I think mm. Mustafi's had a good season. He's been better, much better than he has been. He still makes the odd mistake, but... German players at the Emirates tend to have those sorts of games. Uh Lehman was renowned for doing something mental every couple of weeks. Uh, and Erzell just doesn't turn up. Um Uh Socrates has been pretty good since he's been there. You know, he's big, he's physical, uh he likes to get involved. Didn't seem to fancy the game yesterday at all though. Um Xhaka, I've praised him on, on, on this on this very show. He's, he's had a great season. But like, his head went a, the 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 Marn incident at the beginning, which I found really strange, that match of the day didn't mention until like the very last second, where they just brushed over it. He had both of his hands around the man's throat, and then yeah. he didn't get sent off.
1: Oh, I, I thought it was odd. It was. Uh, I just thought, oh, what? A, everyone was quite jovial about it. So they huh? Yeah. Well, no. I'm, oh. I'm
0: not going to go as far to say that there is some kind of media conspiracy for Liverpool but they've always been media darlings like the Sun will never write a bad word against them because they're trying to make up for all the bullshit they wrote about a certain incident a few years ago um, but yes yeah, Sky and that lot love them and the match of the, match of the day are, are always praising them and to be fair they deserve it I'm not, I'm not going to sit and slag Liverpool off I, I think Liverpool you know, you can only beat what's in front of you they took advantage well they did exactly what they needed to do and they put us to bed Um but I'm sorry, man! I shouldn't have been on that pitch, and he was probably the man of the match, which is even more annoying.
1: He only played now as well, so uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah.
0: But yeah, so yeah, that that was really not. But I think I think Xhaka's head went then. Uh, he was not in the game at all from that moment. Uh, Torreira was hardly involved, uh, and I think the main the main reason for maybe for Xhaka and Torreira not being in the game was Fabinho. He did not give them a moment's peace. Him, him and Mane were on them like a shot, and it was okay. Fabinho, I'll be honest, he didn't look like a great player, but he did his job brilliantly. He was kind of like Liverpool's Darren Fletcher. He was just in there kicking everybody. <laughs> he was just like, "I'm here. Every time you've got the ball, I'm in on you. I'm going my knee's gonna go into you thigh. You know, I'm gonna make your day really uncomfortable." And and it worked. It worked brilliantly.
1: I think he's made a big difference as well in recent weeks because he's not Jordan Henderson.
0: Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> wish, I wish Henderson had played more of the game yesterday. A better, eh? <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was it was as if Klopp had gone out there and gone. This is the Arsenal of a few years ago, where they don't like it up them. Mm. Where I think in recent weeks we've kind of proved we can. Like when we played Burnley, um, Burnley came out and tried that against us, and it didn't work. Although that is Burnley, I suppose. Um, you know, we gave as much as we got. You know, and, and you know, and came back at them. Um, but yeah, Savino literally just. He, he knocked the game out of the Arsenal players, I think. Um, I'll, 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 I have to mention it because it's been the joke of the world. Uh, Young had 13 touches, six of them were kickoffs, um, which is, which is <laughs> ridiculous. He just couldn't get into the game at all. And yeah, no, that's, that's the
1: problem with it, with a, a piercing strike like that, isn't it? It's, uh, you're not going to get anything from him physically if he's not making chances. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not really his fault, but.
0: Yeah, so Liverpool's still unbeaten, what, seven points clear at the top of the league at the moment? Um, it's, it's, it's it's It could be there, yeah, it really, really could. I've, other teams, like we'll talk about Man City in a moment, um, seem to be faltering, but yeah, they're, they're doing exactly what they need to do, Liverpool.
1: If they can avoid losing at Man City on Thursday, um, I struggle to see them losing the title from here, yeah,
0: yeah. That, that that is going to be a really big game. I um, say so Van Van Dijk looked good, although he wasn't really presented with much to do yesterday. Um, uh, the only other thing that I've got written down, and this this is really going to wind people up, so I'm kind of glad that Ali yeah, didn't join us this week. Is can I get your thoughts on Alisson, Dave? Um,
1: I don't think he is a particularly good goalkeeper. I think oh. he's very very good. I think he's very very good with his feet. Oh, Which Dave, is be-
0: You're a man after my own
1: heart. <laughs> but at the same time, he hasn't, he didn't really get tested very much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bit like, um, Petr Cech when he was at Chelsea. For years, everyone said, oh, Petr Cech is the best goalkeeper in the world. And then more and more, week after week, it was like, oh, a rare check error. And oh, he's dropped that one. And oh, he's given it away. And when he, when the team in front of him wasn't as good, it, it kind of exposed his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison has, has very little to do week in week out, mm-hmm. um, and he's made two particularly big ricks this season that I can think of. Yeah, Possibly he's, more he's got away he's with, made,
0: he's but
1: made at least two. At least two. Now I'm all for you know keep us being able to play out uh, like Edison today. I don't know if you watched this game, but oh he, God, god, yeah, his footwork was brilliant. For, I mean, hard and mouth, yes, but. Pretty hell, like he is good with his feet, and Allison's not far behind him. Like that ball he played out to uh, Shakira I think it was, or Firmino, led to the penalty anyway. Yeah, um, you know that's top class, and that's it's like having an eleventh outfield player, isn't it? And you can see why they want him. But as an actual goalkeeper, um, it's hard to really say, oh yes, he's one of the best in the world because mm-hmm. his handling hasn't been great at times. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I somehow seem to follow quite a lot of Liverpool fans on um, on Twitter. And like, oh, Alisson's the best goalkeeper in the world. And everything I see of him. Like, he's made a couple of good saves. I think there was that save against PSG um, that was literally straight at him. But, you know, good reactions and whatever. Um, but yesterday, I think Arsenal's first goal summed it up. I thought, when we scored, I thought, we've got, we've got, we've got their number here. We, we know what we need to do. Mm. Um, the ball across. When, when, whenever you play a ball in the six-yard box for Alisson, he doesn't know what to do. If you, if you, if you, I don't know if you remember Maitland Niles' goal yesterday. Yeah, 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 Any other goalkeeper, even Burnt Leno, who is having a fantastic <laughs> time at the moment, would have come out and claimed that. It, it wasn't a fast paced ball, it was just a ball across the six yard box. And he just literally watched it go past him.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to remember it back in my head now, but uh, I suppose, yeah, it went right, right through the, the old corridor, of uncertainty, didn't it, and certainly didn't. Yeah.
0: But he, he didn't even put his arms out to get. It's not like he came out for it and missed it or anything like that. He literally just watched it go past him, <laughs> which I've seen him do multiple times this season. And I thought when we scored, I thought, oh my god, Emery's been watching watching all the games. He knows exactly what we've got to do. He's coming down the right. He's leaving Robertson alone. You know, he's coming. He's he's coming down. You know, Alexander Arnold. Although I don't think he's a particularly good defender either. I thought that's it. We've got this. And then literally within the space of a few minutes, Liverpool was fucking all over us. Um, but yeah, Firmino's second goal fantastic Obviously, it was that's... good, but
1: Not... the defending the probably could have been better <laughs>
0: yeah I don't think Liverpool will have an easier game this season than they did against us.
1: I mean they've played us and you back to back and won by an aggregate of eight goals, so yeah i, I think, think I think, I think it's for the best that Ali missed this week, really <laughs>
0: yeah I think that I think they've um I think they scored something like twenty three goals in the last couple of games, uh, only conceded like five. Or something like that, Liverpool. So they are on total winning form, I and I do hope they win it. Although I'm not looking forward to the next forty years of hearing about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it, yeah, Thursday is a massive game for them. And to be fair, we've we've kind of done them a favour by you know giving them an easy game going into that because they didn't need to use much energy against us. But yeah, fair play for the four. Look fantastic. I swear, oh, I can't remember who we've got on uh, New Year's Day. I don't. Oh, Ful- uh, Fulham. Fulham at home. Yeah, yeah. So Fulham, Fulham's first 5-0 win of the season coming up.
1: It doesn't want to be. You need to start doing us some favors down there. Yeah,
0: I got offered. I got offered tickets to the Blackpool game next weekend. Oh. Uh, and I was well. like, nope. <laughs> 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 I'm not going up there to watch us lose in the cold. Um. Is, is it at Blackpool? Yeah, it? it's at Blackpool. Which well, I yeah. will be a treat. Yeah, I used to live in Blackpool. I've got no desire to go back. <laughs> um, right, on to... Uh, i tell say on some more positive things, but the next game I've got down is the Chelsea game. Um, Palace... I would consider Palace to be unlucky to have come away 1-0 losers to Chelsea today because I thought Chelsea were awful again. Uh,
1: Palace were much better. Like Palace had no intention of winning that game. They just put everyone behind the ball and thought, well, if we can get the ball to Townsend and Zaha every now and again, we might have a chance, but... Other than the last five minutes, when they got more balls in the box and Wickham was a bit of a nuisance, were, it, was, it was an awful game. Like, yeah, it was a bad game. I'm, I'm so fucking sick of watching Chelsea. Like they're just so dull, and it's all it's pretty Jorginho's fault. I mean, can you tell me is there anything he does that David Luiz couldn't do?
0: No, I, I, In, I, I don't think there's anything he could do that most people couldn't do, <laughs> to be fair. He, he had more touches of the ball than any other player.
1: Yeah, great, but they're all shit.
0: Yeah, he played more passes <laughs> sidewards than any mm. other player. Um, and, that,
1: and, and yet the goal comes from David Luiz stepping out of defence and picking the ball over the top. And Golo candy. Like Yeah. Well, it's just... Uh, uh, we've talked about this so many times, it's lost all meaning. But to me, I'd fuck Jorginho off, play a three-man defence of David Luiz, Rudiger and yeah, another um and, uh, play a cante with Barkley or Kovacic or, or Loftus Cheek or anyone else, um as a 2 and obviously three up front and you'd have a great time. But instead we've got to sit through this bullshit of watching Jorginho pass <laughs> sideways and backwards and, ugh, I don't, I just don't get us.
0: P- Palace literally, yeah, they were set up to soak everything Chelsea had. And to be fair, I don't think they had to work that hard to do it. Like, no, like you didn't. said, they had everyone behind the ball, and there were times when yeah, Chelsea were literally just passing it in front of them. No. And it's like Al- Alonzo just like pissing around, like doing whatever he is he's supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, there was just no output. Uh, Giroud had two goals disallowed though. Um, two great finishes, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> uh, he injured himself in the second one, didn't he? Um, yeah, that looked painful. But they were both they were, they were both offside. But they, either of them could have been given, I suppose. Um, but yeah, a lot, so I've got here, yeah, Chelsea had a lot of the ball, just no output, uh, but Palace were toothless, they had absolutely, I don't think they had a, a shot on target until the last five minutes.
1: Nah, they desperately need a striker, don't they?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've come out, uh, it's been on Sky while we've been recording, that um, they've admitted that they're in for Solanke. Hmm.
1: Well, that'll certainly help them, mm-hmm. if they can get them. Um, Wickham looked a handful, but I've never really been convinced by him as a as a Premier League striker anywhere. Even when he, even before his big injuries, yeah, only plays one uh, game a year, though, doesn't he? Well, exactly, and then you've got Benteke, who's uh, come back in, in their cup game, which probably won't help.
0: Yeah, but yeah, there wasn't much more about this. I I think a better side today than Palace would have taken all three points off Chelsea. They were literally it was. I've seen more effort in training ground exercises. Mm. They, they just. I don't know. Did they know that? Pat, did they think they could take it easy because Palace, you know, had nothing in them? But yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And this isn't the first time we've had this discussion about Chelsea. I I dread to think what their fans are. Ro- Ryan is going to have to come on the show and, and and tell us what he thinks. But you know, they're still in the top four. So.
1: Well, that's it. I suppose the end justifies the means, but uh, it's just I, I I I hate it when they're on telly. I hate watching. So I know I don't have to, but. Mm-hmm. I put myself through it, and I'm, I've never once been impressed by them. And gone, oh bloody hell! I wish I was a season ticket holder here. Like for for the cost of their team and the manager and everyone else, like it's just garbage to watch.
0: Yeah, let's talk of them swapping Maratta for Higuain. Um, well, that might help. He's at the end of his days, or any really, and he's he's not a player who's going to come and inject some some pace into some Even Hazard looks like he, he's had enough. To be fair
1: well every time Chelsea got the ball like every time it got played into Giroud he just flicked it in the general direction of Hazard like mm-hmm. which obviously you want to get your best players but like show a bit of composure like take a touch then pass it to him or pass it to someone who was you know not marked by four players but just not Jorginho but yeah
0: so right three games to go then uh, next game then uh, Southampton uh, a bit of a resurgence recently after their massive win against the mighty arsenal didn't we Um Man City, played Man City, um, came away 3-1 losers, I think they gave a good account of themselves though, to be fair, Um, bit of a nightmare debut, well not really a nightmare debut, but not the game as an 18 year old right back uh, in Kanye Ramsey wanted to make his debut, uh, going against the likes of Aguero and Sterling, Um, but interestingly, Danny Ings was dropped to the bench, who's been in quite good form recently, um, Fernandinho, who uh, everyone has bemoaned as the saviour of Manchester uh, in recent weeks because he's been missing for the games they've, they've lost, uh, came back in as well. But Man City's still looking shaky at the back.
1: Yeah, so Man City were in total control of this until um, Super Zinchenko decided just to dally about on the ball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it was all downhill from there. But um, Southampton. You say Ings was left out, which I was a bit surprised at. He got taken off maybe an hour against West Ham, I think, mm-hmm. on the on the Thursday. I don't know if he's unwell or if he's injured or something. But to me, he's the he's the creative striker. Really, he's mm-hmm. he's the one that makes things happen for them. Um, so for him not to play at all, I thought was odd. Considering the next game is uh, Chelsea away, like it's you know, it's not really the type of game you'd rest a player for, is it? Like it's yeah. it's it's, it's, not, it's no. I'd probably rather have my best team out at home than away. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. you've, you've probably got more chance of getting a result. Um, that said, the team that played it wasn't exactly high on creativity, was it?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have. I don't think they have that many creative players available, do they? Uh, they had. What's that happened to that? They had that. guy. Oh, what's his name? Oh, oh, I can't remember his name. They had like a winger last season. It was pretty tricky. Uh, and T- is Tadic still there?
1: No, Tadic went to Ajax. Oh, okay. um, they have um, oh Buffal. They had for a bit. Buffal, yeah,
0: yeah. He, he looked quite, quite, um, quite handy I, at times.
1: I, I assume he's gone. I've not seen him all season, so he must have left. But then, um,
0: but then again, I thought Fernando was still at uh, Man City. Because I remember in the week oh. when F- when Fernandino was out injured, I was like, oh, "That's all right, they've got." Is it, I'm sure it's Fernando in it. And yeah. They're very similar players as well. I was thinking, "Oh, they just bring him in." He's like the has got the, <laughs> the the down market version. Until I googled him and found out he left a year over a year ago. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not too up to date on my transfers, but yeah, um, it, Hol- Holberg or Huy-Huyberg, um was a, he looked like them? I've creative player, and he's like a defensive minded midfielder, really.
1: They took a score cool well, but yep. that, but now he's got four, five games off. I think it's his second red right of the season. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so you know, it was a swings, as well, though, it? Sw- swings and roundabouts, I suppose. But, I mean, they, they need, I think he's their captain. And if he's going to miss, let's say, three league games in the cup game, it will be a big miss for them. Mm.
0: But, yeah, so Man City back to winning ways. Um, I say, I thought they looked a bit back, a bit uh, tetchy at the back. Uh, yeah, it was Inchenko giving the ball away. You can see why they wanted to sell him in the summer. Um, but yeah, Aguero back to scoring ways. Uh, David Silva took a bit of a knock. I don't know if he did he go off. I can't. I was only keeping half an eye on this game. to be Uh,
1: Bernardo Silva took like a something to the face. He was bleeding pretty badly, mm. but he he stayed on.
0: So I remember David Silva clutching his ankle at one point.
1: Oh right. Um, I don't remember that. But I was I was very surprised. David Silva has hair again. I was. It's the biggest thing that shocked me from that.
0: I think he does it for the feet, for the feet, just to piss off the FIFA Ultimate Team boys. Because like, whenever, <laughs> they, whenever they put his card in where he's got no hair, he grows his hair again. Yeah.
1: Well, whatever keeps him happy, I suppose.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, it is strange. Maybe this just a, like a they've got like a factory of them where they're choosing different ones. <laughs> they all they all happen to have incredible touch. Um, but yeah, I say man City are back to winning ways. They've had a nightmare Christmas though, to be fair, considering they were clear at the top. And then going into today's game, there were 10 points off Liverpool in third place. Yeah. Uh,
1: was it They've lost three games this year and they've all come in the last three weeks. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Some, some, Sounds some,
0: right. Something some daft like that, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, the, the game, it, it will be all eyes on Thursday, though, won't it, that game? I, I noticed that even before today's games, Sky were advertising Thursday's game.
1: Oh, it's it's like the biggest game ever, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's. Like, and I know. Usually with Sky, they used to have a rule where they couldn't advertise a game until all the games before it had been played on a weekend. So you'd never see them advertise on. You'd never see them advertise next Sunday's games on Sunday until the last game had finished. But oh no, not this week. Not this <laughs> week. Only it's again only one game in town. Um, but yeah, they, they they couldn't stop mentioning the Liverpool game. It, it will be interesting and. To be fair, I don't think City were in Top Gear here, and Liverpool weren't in Top Gear against Arsenal, so it, it will be interesting to see uh, how that game pull, call, comes off. Uh, watch it be nil-nil now.
1: Well, it was the reverse was nil-nil, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was I, one of
0: the worst games. Of the I, early part. Of the it, it, no,
1: it really was. I, I got hyped to hell. So I mean, let's see how this goes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so two more games to go. Then both um, pretty interesting. Uh, we'll start with Burnley. Uh, The one game that hasn't been on TV today. Uh, Cornerway, 2-0 winners against a West Ham team who've been playing really well recently. Um, Interestingly enough, um, Sean Dyche came out before the game, said he was changing things up. um, That he was expecting to be fired if things didn't improve. Uh, He made five changes. Uh, Joe Hart was finally dropped uh, with Tom Heaton coming back in. I didn't realise this was Tom Heaton's first Premier League game in like a a year or so. It might have been even longer. Yeah. Uh they went back to a four four two, uh which is good, because I don't know why they've been playing three at the back. Really. Uh five changes overall, including Young McNeil who came in and scored. Um the only interesting thing other interesting thing I've got written down for really is that which came back for West Ham. But I say I haven't seen this game. But it didn't sound like it was that there like, was that much in it.
1: No, I I haven't seen it either. Um but Obviously, the Joe Hart thing—it can't be a coincidence, can it? It's mm-hmm. Like the, he's gone, and Tom Heaton's come in, and they've kept a clean sheet and generally done quite well. Um, I don't—I didn't know what a Dwight McNeil was until, <laughs> yeah, he, until until he until he scored. But fair play to them. Um You don't really associate Burnley with bringing youth players through, but uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I looked at the thing and I was thinking, "Who is that?" I was trying to go looking. I thought, "Who is this guy?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's it's nice whenever you see a youth player come through and score. But uh, I, I had no idea who he was. Um, Burnley have been so bad at the back compared to how they were last season. Um, they've got the second worst defence in the league after Fulham. Mm-hmm. When you think how you know Fulham have got sacked their manager already and, and brought in someone new, so Dice was probably right to be worried about it. Mm-hmm. But. Um, they were nineteenth before kick off today, so they they really needed the win. Yeah. Um I don't think they'll go down just because they've they've got enough about them to stay up, but uh it'll obviously help them no end if uh, they're not gonna play Joe Hart going forward.
0: Yeah, that that was gonna be my the only question I had really. He's is Can Burney Survivor. I know we've asked it a few times, but they they've looked alright at times. To be fair, they gave us they gave us a decent game. Uh, apart from the fact that their plan was just to let um, Achim, what's his name the, the Austrian geezer oh Barnes yeah their, their game plan was to have him kick the shit out of the Arsenal defence until we gave up um, luckily we didn't <laughs> we just gave up in the, against Liverpool instead um, but but yeah they, they, they're switching back to a four four two. it's a platform to build off I suppose um, they've got
1: Huddersfield yeah. away on uh, on Wednesday which is obviously a huge game down the bottom yeah. uh if they win that obviously that'll take them out the bottom three probably if the results go their way which you'd expect they would um that could be a big day, a big game for them yeah. if they lose if they lose that they're gonna be they're gonna be stuck down there for the remainder you would think but uh if, if they can win it could be a real springboard for them
0: yeah it's it's hard to see them losing that game really in it but then again you said they said they've got the second worst defense in the league but, i know, know but know. It,
1: it, it's it's hard feel like that you could have I mean, the, the worst defense league is Fulham and Huddersfield just failed to score past them. So, <laughs> <To be
0: fair. laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I would say because it's a game that hasn't been on TV and the Man City game, Southampton game, was not the same time. And I was, I was only keeping half an hour, on that, to be fair, it's not really much else to say. It doesn't sound like it was a terrible game. It doesn't even sound like West Ham played particularly badly, from what I've seen. It's just like that Burnley just came out and got the result.
1: No, all the reports I've read say that. Uh, Tom Heaton played pretty well, he must have made a handful of saves. Um, if he's managed to stop Philippe Anderson scoring, he's better than most of the league have managed in December because that boy's been on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, West Ham have uh, had such a good run in December really. Um, I think they're, they're 11th but there's like two points between them in 11th and Wolves in 7th. So mm-hmm. you factor in Bournemouth, I've got they've got 26 points and Brighton have got 25 points, that's What's that? Seven teams grabbing for that seventh place. It's yeah. it's sure to be quite interesting, really. You've almost got like three mini leagues really in the in the table now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's it's quite it's quite open to, in a lot of places. Mm. Uh, On to the last game of the weekend, then um, Manchester United. Strangely, decided to sack their manager literally hours after we recorded our last show. Thank you mm. for that, Man United. Um, <laughs> uh, been revitalised over the Christmas period um, and I hate to say it I told you so they came away 4-1 winners at Bournemouth and if I'm not mistaken Paul Pogba has been man of the match in every game since Mourinho left
1: so, well let me business we've been talking from almost the since the season started about whether Mourinho would stay out Season or the year or the month in some cases, um, and they finally pulled the trigger. Um, what, what do you feel about Solskjaer's appointment? Did you think it was surprise at the time, or did you see the logic in it, or?
0: Um, it was a surprise. I'm just going to say you, you've gone really robotic there, Dave. But it doesn't matter. I can, I can see it Yeah, um, it was a surprise that, that he came in because Sydney's got a job elsewhere. Um, but like the way they're playing. There's, there's, there seems to be a lot of talk that he's only holding it, the job down to the end of the, the end of the end of the year, end of the season. Sorry, um, but they are a completely different team now. But is that him? Is that Mourinho? That's a, you're always going to get that argument. Yeah, personally, I think it's just because Mourinho's gone. Uh, and I remember saying on the last show, once Mourinho goes, Paul Pogba will be the best player in the league, and he's showing that right now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think they're going to win anything. At the moment, you know, I don't, I don't see. I, I probably, well, I think they still struggle to get in the top four at the moment. Um, but yeah, they've looked. I think it's come for you good. in fit. Oh, oh yeah! I, I imagine we'll have, the- if, if, if we carry on playing out of they'll catch us. I, I just let wolves finish above us if we carry on playing.
1: <laughs> I was surprised to see they were only three points behind you now. Um, well, I suppose it's amazing what nine nine points in a week can do for you. I guess, yeah. but um. Yeah, they just look a totally different animal, don't they? But what you would say is they've played Cardiff, um, Huddersfield and Bournemouth who have no defenders left. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I think I would have expected Mourinho to even, even beat these teams, but yeah. probably not with as much style as they have done, which is really what it's all about for them at the moment, trying to get uh, some style back in the club because it's... it's They've been so far apart from what they used to. Uh, they needed to change something.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, to, to say one thing, it's so like Pogba on absolutely on fire. Uh, Rashford. One thing I've noticed with Marcus Rashford in the last few weeks is he plays now with an arrogance. Hmm. when he came through, there was talk. oh, he's this nice lad from Manchester. And he, when you see him in interviews, he seems like a nice lad. But when he's on the pitch, he's got this out. to a point where if you saw him on a football pitch, I quite want to punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> he has, he's developed an end product to his game whether this is from Mourinho focusing on him or whatever because there's been times where you, I've always had the opinion of Marcus he's like that lad at school the one who's better than everyone else just because he can run with the ball and whatever but then on a football pitch, that's not quite the same. Like You see, there's plenty of footballers who are brilliant with a ball, um, but then it never like, it never really goes anywhere. That they, they don't have like a footballing brain, if you know what I mean. Kind of similar yeah. to what uh, Sarri is, Sarri is um, compared uh, to Barkley. He said that Barkley, he's a great technician with a ball, but he's got nothing in his head. He hasn't got a footballing brain, which I find is strange because he's still playing him. Um <laughs> But yeah, like the comparison. Of it, I don't know if you watch any of YouTube. There's there's a couple of guys on YouTube called the F2 Freestylers.
1: Oh yes, I've seen them. Yeah.
0: Both you. Some of the things they can do with a football are incredible. Okay, they probably take a million takes and whatever. But both of them were schoolboy footballers. So the one lad was at Arsenal, and the other lad was at T- Tottenham. And the lad who was at Arsenal, Jeremy Lynch, who is a massive Belender, just uh, but um, he was he was told when he was at Arsenal that he had he had the most technical ability they'd seen in the Arsenal Academy at the time he was there. But he did not have the intelligence to play football, so they released him. And Hmm. he's then never been picked up by another club. Since, but obviously he makes these videos. And I think they're one of the biggest football and YouTube channels out there, and it's no doubt that he has some kind of technical ability. Um, and that's what Rashford reminded me of until the last few weeks when he's going round people. You used to see him before; he'd knock the ball down the wing and just run after it like a dog. But now he's going through <sighs> people. I don't know if you saw that. The, it was uh, Pogba's first goal. The way he literally oh, yes. it, he just dribbled through the Bournemouth defence.
1: He did, but <sighs>
0: again, it's the Bournemouth he... defence.
1: You'd hate to say that as a manager, like, where, not from Rashford, but from Ake in the first place, who let yeah. him turn over a corner, and then I think it was Rico who just sort of waved him through. Like, yeah. for all Rashford was brilliant, like, just put him in the stand for Christ's sake. Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I say, but yeah, he, but he's been doing that for a couple of weeks now. He's he literally just going instead of going, knocking the ball and running past players, he's going through them basically, mm. and he's, he's got that. He's got that air of arrogance about him that the best players in the world
1: have now. He's just playing with freedom, um, without having to sort of worry about getting back or uh, you know, whatever. When he played, he's been playing as a left winger for the majority of Mourinho's time there. Mm-hmm. And there's always an element of defending first and then attacking if and when you get the ball. Um but he's not having to worry about any of that. He's just been told to go out there and express himself and he's... So far, he's been brilliant.
0: Yeah, said so literally, as while we're talking, now Sky's showing the highlights, and they've just showed him waltzing through that defense. And I so say it's very similar in a way to what Wenger did with with Henri when he came to Arsenal. He stuck oh, it yeah. out on the left wing, and he's like, "Oh no, but I'm a striker." And he's like, "No, your player's a winger, and you'll, huh. you'll learn." And it, it's as if Rashford's doing that. So maybe there could be some credit to what Mourinho is doing. Um, to be fair, uh, what well, was doing, um, but yeah, he, he, he he's. He's, he's looked at. He's looked at very good, and I say I take it back. I have I have at, at times slated him for, for for the way he is. Where don't get me wrong. Yeah, technically very good, but in his, he didn't seem to have that brain. Um and he, he's pulling it out at the moment. Um, I just want to talk about Pogba though. He was fantastic.
1: He was absolutely
0: the, fantastic.
1: I mean, that's the player they bought, isn't it? Where's Where's he been?
0: Yeah, it's. It shows what a change in management can do, though. Like, oh
1: yeah, yeah, I'm wouldn't want to be the team who plays them next. Uh,
0: they that next to you lot.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, well, you never know. They might have a heavy New Year.
1: Um, I hope. I hope so. Well, okay. Rashford went off went injured. Today, yeah, so Rashford's
0: got a groin strain, so I, I doubt you'll be facing him. But then, obviously, Martial comes in to replace him. Sorry, Lukaku um, came off the bench and scored as well. He was miles offside. Hey, ah, the, the, Liveson was looking
1: right at us. Like how? It's like the old days where nothing man right United does is picked up by officials. Like,
0: well, uh, funny you should say that, Dave. Um, uh, Eric Boye uh, oh, nearly decapitated oh, a bomb yeah. with, uh, How he can get sent off for that? I have no idea.
1: Well, he made up for it by making sure he got sent off later on. Oh, but
0: yeah, for, for a practically uh, not a serious I, tackle. I, I,
1: I kind of wish he wasn't sent off, because I'd rather play him than, uh, than, than not. Oh, well, yeah, well haven't said that, Phil, Phil Jones. Jones came on, so... <laughs> yeah.
0: Phil Jones yeah. is his replacement. You might be all right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Oh, so, uh, this was the first Man United game like that I've watched all the way through where I've actually thought, this is the Man United that I'm used to watching. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it is horrible. Because <laughs> with the last show, we were talking about how great it was to see them stifle and stuff like that. But again, as you say, that yeah, they've played like what Cardiff, Huddersfield, and a Bournemouth team who, who yeah, struggling for defenders are on the decline. Um, does Solskjaer get the job at the end of the season, though?
1: Um, I think only if they can't get Pochettino or someone of similar stat standing. I, d- I don't think. I don't... I mean, you never know. Like, I always go back to like Newcastle appointed Glenn Roder after uh, Souness left. Very similar scenario. Everyone hated Souness. Everyone hated Mourinho. You could have appointed anybody in there and the players would have turned it around. We ended up going on a run. We finished seventh. Then we should have appointed a proper manager. Yeah. And instead we gave Roder the job and it all went tits from there. Um, obviously it's a much bigger club that we're talking about here. And But Solskjaer has not got any... It's not if if he hadn't played for the club, you would never ever have him in that in that manager job. Yeah,
0: that that's the thing. I, I, they've brought him in because the fans like him. The fan the fans love him, and obviously they're, they're not fans of the board. It'd be argued though they were fans of the fans were behind Mourinho a lot from what you saw, but, but that's because I think he he went as I think as we spoke about in the show, he went against the board as well. So like it's the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of mentality. Mm. Um, but they they could keep him on, you know, uh, you know, it was the same when Marino left Chelsea one of the occasions when Di Matteo came in, you know, they brought Di Matteo in because he was the player's mate uh, and whatever, he won the Champions League uh, and then did terribly, you know, do, do, they, do they take that risk? Or? Well, that's
1: it, I mean, Di Matteo was probably a better example than, than, uh, than the ruler example I just gave because obviously Chelsea went on a run and to the point where they could win the Champions League where mm-hmm. far better managers of them have tried and yeah. failed and yet, he got on a run, and you know, there's a lot yeah. to be said for momentum in football, isn't there? Yeah, Which we're seeing at the minute.
0: So the, the only the only thing I would say is, yes, Man United they've done really well this week. They've been scoring goals, they're playing with freedom and stuff. It's still apparent, even watching them today, that some of the players in that starting line-up aren't good enough to be at Man United.
1: No, and they'll get they'll get shown up by better teams. Yeah, I hope. But and, uh...
0: but that's the thing. Will Solskjaer shift them out because he's. He's been around the club. Even though he hasn't been there, he left them what eight years ago or whatever. He's still been around the club. Um, He's still, Fergie's, it's very clear that Fergie's in his ear. Mm.
1: uh,
0: And stuff like that. Because Fergie has an influence on that club. Uh, and I think he'll see. I, I think he might have struggled with Mourinho to a, to have his ear, and he probably would have moised to a degree. And definitely Van Gaal ain't, weren't listening to him. Um, we'll, I'm guessing Solskjaer will literally like he he does nothing but mention how he's doing it for the Fergie way. Fergie's his influence and stuff like that. You know, Fergie kept ordinary players around Man United a lot towards the end of his career. You know, there's, there's players who you would look at now and think how the fuck did they play for man united you know you, you johnny Evans's, your you darren fletchers you know the stuff like that but they, they were staples of the team and i think that's happening now um you know ashley young played it right back again today um the amount of backheels he made to opposition players today was ridiculous um, but yeah, well, well, you know, do they need to bring again, bring someone in from the outside who will clean house, which like I think they expected Mourinho to do when he came in, uh, or yeah, everything's going well at the moment, it's all sunshines and rainbows. Do we keep Solskjaer and see where it goes?
1: But if you're, if Solskjaer tries to sign a player now. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you go, knowing that he probably won't be there in six months?
0: Again, yeah, it's like, like we were saying uh, with Pochettino at Spurs. Um, yeah. the, 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 the talk is that he will only be given £50 million to spend and he will be relying on loans, which I find strange. As ma- being Imagine being Manchester United manager and being told, sorry, you can only bring players in on loan.
1: I, I saw one of the first transfer links was Josh King and i was like, is this just because he's Norwegian? And, if, and
0: he's <laughs> played for Man United before?
1: Exactly, and yeah. it's it's basically like, uh, well, even if you're not going to be the manager in six months, I, I still want to have a go at one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like yeah, that, you're yeah, probably yeah. you're probably not going to turn that down.
0: Yeah, if 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 that's the case, they, yeah, they're they're going for players at smaller clubs mm. who will be like, yeah, I want to go to Man United. You know, so maybe Jack Butland will get a go, and you know, so <laughs> far. Like but yeah, I, I I don't know. It it, it I, I I can't see really. I can't see um, many pre- who. Players that are available for many Premier League clubs at the moment. Usually, when you get to this time of the season, there's there's talk of like, um, you know, transfers here, transfers there. Uh, I know the, the big one at the moment is is Pulisic, isn't there? Uh, going to Chelsea yeah. and stuff like that. But there's there's no other big players being linked with moves really, apart from players who are out of contract and stuff. So I don't know who is it, who's out there for, for Man United, unless they take Aaron Ramsey off us. But if you players like he did yesterday, I'll drive him, off, <laughs> and I don't even have a license.
1: Well, again, like, Ramsey. I, I, I don't mind him as a player. Obviously, you've seen him a lot more than me, but is, is he really going to improve that team? Like with Pogba playing, in what out class is his position?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, ain't yeah, getting ahead of ahead of Pogba. I don't think there's a single midfielder in the country who gets in ahead of Pogba at the moment.
1: No, probably not. Not the way he's been playing since uh, since Mourinho left. Mm,
0: but yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting one. Again, I, I don't see them making the top four. Uh, I am concerned they will finish above us now. Um, but the, the, one, the one thing I'm going to hold on to is that Unai you know Anna-Marie, throughout this season, he's done the one thing that Wenger didn't do. He has seen where there's been errors in his selections and whatever, and he has made changes. Heart. He, like, I've never known I've never a manager make so many half-time changes.
1: This speaking is... of, yep, speaking of, of this, um, I don't know why this suddenly coming in my head. Uh, it seems like you're going to sign Gary Cahill on a six-month loan.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, this is where I was going next. So, now,
1: to me, I would be like, we've got Callum Chambers, who is 10 years younger and probably as good. Yeah. Why not just recall him?
0: I don't know if we can. Oh,
1: so, no. I
0: don't know how long... I, my understanding of loan rules is from Football Manager. <laughs> uh, and I remember there was a time on Football Manager, if a club had paid a fee to loan a player, you couldn't recall him. Right. I'm gonna guess that maybe that's the case, but I don't know. Would the fans appreciate it if we brought back Callum Chambers? He hasn't exactly set the world on fire.
1: Well, I'll put it this way, I'm guessing there's not going to be any sort of welcome period for Gary Cahill. So
0: but I don't know. After yesterday, maybe that's the plan. <laughs> maybe, maybe Emery thought, right, Look, if we, if if you lads, you, I'm bringing in Gary Cahill on January the first. If you lads go out there and play like a bunch of Gary Cahills.
1: <laughs> Maybe it won't
0: be so bad when we bring him in after after yesterday's game. They could bring back Igor Stepanovs. Fuck
1: yeah, it. true.
0: But yeah, that's it. But that's the thing. Vengo in the past wouldn't make those calls. He wouldn't be okay. We this has happened. I need to bring in players. It would be the last day of the January transfer market. Usually, after to be taken a drubbing from somebody um, that he would go out and just snap up what was available. Uh, but so apparently the uh, Eva Benega. I can never. I've never known how to say. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that deal. That deal was almost done in the summer. Apparently, has now been pushed over the line and will be announced next week. Um, you know, he again looks like a. He's a very. He's an aggressive, creative midfielder.
1: Well, he's Argentinian, so I mean, by his very <laughs> nature, he's aggressive. But... <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so it looks like Emery he's is he's, he's going to start putting his own mark on the team. Um, mm. Why that involves Gary Cahill, I'm not too sure, but. Who else well, who else defensively did you go for?
1: What is the people's champion Carl Jenkinson up to now?
0: Uh oh.
1: Is he still on the books or has he been? Yeah, we, we just...
0: still have him. I remember he went to Birmingham City last season and broke his shoulder mm. when he was playing really well from what I hear. Um I don't know, I haven't heard from him since actually. Uh but again, he can't play at centre back.
1: Um, well now they can let not down but I well, see
0: <laughs> to be fair or, or Xhaka um, <laughs> but it's like, I think if um, I think if Benega comes in that will be Xhaka out of the team because I imagine that's where he's going to play him unless he plays him further up the field and, and Ozil comes out of the team or maybe he will be dropping out because uh, Ramsey got a token start yesterday um, gave him the captain's armband strangely but I don't know if he's trying to convince him to stay but not after yesterday's performance. But yeah, I'd say defensive-wise, I say defensive wise i do not know who's out there. There was talk that we were going for Eric Boye. Um, to be fair, he'd fit right in at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, what about you guys? Anyone you like to see you guys sign?
1: Well, we're kind of fishing in the old uh, loans and free transfers pond. So, um, I don't know how much you follow the takeover crack up here, but um, the talk is that Peter Kenyon's consortium are at- trying to put a package together to buy the club um, most of the red tops today have said it's not happening the local journalists are saying it's nonsense, it's still very much on the table uh, it all seems to be like a pack of lies that basically means that nothing's going to happen it'll just distract everybody through January so my actually didn't spend any money and then we'll go through this whole rigmarole again um, obviously I hope it goes through but I can't see it so assuming it doesn't, we'll have nothing to spend and we've already used our domestic loans so the best we can do is launch on her abroad. Oh,
0: excellent. So, uh, Rafa Benitez right now is watching the Belgian second division with great interest.
1: Honestly, I mean, you, you mentioned this quote earlier. He looks sick as a chip at the minute. Like, if you see any of his, any of his interviews.
0: I, I, I tend not to watch him because he makes me angry. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Ever since his Liverpool days, I, I've I've had a I have a massive distaste for the man. He could have come when there was talk of him coming to Arsenal. I generally questioned my loyalty to the club. <laughs> I, I I do not like him. I don't think he's this great manager. That everyone thinks he is. Um, yeah, yeah. That's probably about as much as I, I should say. Really, well, I, get, I get I get accused of hating Liverpool as it is, but I don't. I just don't don't like Rafa Benitez. Well, um, there you go. yeah. Uh, so uh, while we're here, we'll do, we probably should do this off off air, but I'll do it now. I give you the choice, Dave. Mm. Do you want to cover the FA Cup next weekend?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I would like to. Cause I, I like the FA Cup. I know no one else does. Like, no, no, I,
0: I, I love the FA Cup. I still. Oh, well, so there you I cup final day. Um, okay, so we'll do that because my other thing was going to be we could, if not, we could record something talking about January transfer window, who's going to sign who, but. It probably We've done that now, because it took us about five minutes. <laughs> um, so Seamless. So, yeah, okay, we'll get together uh, next uh, Sunday, and we shall discuss the plum FA Cup ties. Watch it be the most boring third-round weekend ever. Where
1: um, are you at? You're your Blackpool.
0: We're at Blackpool away. I believe that's a Saturday game, I think. Um, I, is, I, it on t- is it on telly? I it don't, must I don't think it is, because I thought what? it, it might have been, because there was a chance we were going to get Solihull Moors. Um, well then again it might be because I think it's a half five kick off
1: oh it must be I oh, actually haven't said that like we've got Blackburn at home and it's been selected for international broadcast so we're a half five kick off as well so, whatever that whatever that means yeah. so, I, I, so I,
0: can't, I can't remember what games were on TV uh, okay so yeah next week I think what we should do next week is just pick out a selection each of games yeah. that you want to talk about because we can't go through all of them because it would take forever nah. it takes like mean, an hour and a half to go through it, 10 Premier
1: League games it, it, to be honest it always boils my piss when the draws is made like for the third round and there's like two shit teams like a championship team against a league one team and then we'll Muddle our way through the third round, and instead of getting one of these many shit versus shit ties, we, we get we get Chelsea away. I just I just don't understand what happens. But anyway, we'll save all this for next week.
0: Right, definitely. Right, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, please pimp your socials.
1: Uh, I am at cm9798 on Twitter, uh, and the website is cm9798.co.uk.
0: Excellent. thank you much you can find us at Man on the Post on Twitter Facebook all of the usual things uh, and uh, that is it thank you for joining me Dave
1: thank you very much pleasure
0: uh, as always thank you and always remember to leave your man on the post